Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerdy Nation podcast, where you talk about everything from movies, TV shows, video games, comics, and more. Okay, so first we're going to start off our episode with some just basic news about me and myself. So firstly, I'm going to talk about I now have a TikTok. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, yeah, um, link in bio, by the way, and then, yeah, so first, that's all really news I have, um, now let's go through the Q&A form, or any topics they want me to discuss, so link will be bio for that, and you can submit any questions, or anything you want me to cover, so question number one is, oh, and the only rule is please keep it appropriate to topics. So, submit question here. How excited are you to play Mouse Guard RPG? I'm fairly excited. And he wants me to shout out Mouse Guard RPG, the greatest RPG ever. Um, we'll see about that. Uh, haven't played it yet, but excited to. Next question. Apologize for calling this community nerds. How? dare you and i'm not doing that that is just kind of what i call it just a fun name nothing else and shout out to worcestershire sauce um submit question why i don't know because and then why again and then he wants me to shout out anything but wandavision so shout out to wandavision and just why why just stop please Okay, I don't really know how to respond to that, really. Just stop with this. Okay. And then play Enter the um, Gungeon. I don't really know what that is. Um, you should follow up sometime later. Okay. Nextly, in news, just coming in, we have new Superman movie coming from J.J. Abrams. And it's reportedly going to be a reboot. So a new Superman movie... Um, reboot is in the works with J.J. Abrams producing The Man of Steel has received quite a few cinematic outgoings over the years with Christopher Reeve playing some of the most beloved. In more recent years, Brandon Ruth lead a new reboot in 2006's Superman's Return but it was a franchise non-starter in 2013 Zack Snyder's Man of Steel introduced the world to a new Superman played by Henry Cavill Cavill went on to appear in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice and Justice League his Superman will again be seen in Zack Snyder's Justice League when it releases next month However, Cavill's future as Superman has been in doubt for a few years now. Reposts of Cavill's exit from his DCEU role as Superman first surfaced in 2018, though they were refuted at the time. There's been no news of when Cavill might return as the Man of Steel, and no projects are in active development. As recently as May 2020, there were reports that Cavill was in talks to return as Superman, but perhaps talks broke down. Now it seems Warner Brothers is looking in to reboot the franchise entirely. And Deadline is reporting that a new Superman movie reboot is in development with J.J. Abrams producing it. Um, the author and Black Panther comics writer Tanishi Kowats, hope I pronounced that right, is penning the script. 
So actually, I read that run. It was a really good run, and it actually, if you like the Black Panther movie, that's what it was basically loosely based off of. So definitely would recommend that read. And the publication for the reports, no plot details or casting is known. And Hannah Mig. Mighella, sorry, I hopefully I said that right, is set to serve as a producer in the film. Coates Abrams Miguel's involvement in a new Superman movie wasn't religiously per- reported by Shadow and Act, and they additionally report that casting has not yet begun from the role of Cal aka Superman, implying that has been decided by Warner Brothers will have a new actor don the cape. So I have mixed feelings about this. I didn't like Man of Steel or Batman v Superman um, very much, but um, I thought his Justice League performance was fairly good, and I don't know. Hopefully they don't uh, fully recast him. I kind of liked him. He was okay, but hopefully the new guy he act, um, they cast is good. Hopefully it's the CW actor, forgot his name, and I will get on Superman and Lois a little bit later. But yeah, overall thoughts, kind of mixed, but overall excited for a reboot if it's happening. So yeah. And then in other news, Spider-Man has been revealed to No Way Home after many actors have been trolling the fan base. And yes, I was one of those victims. So essentially they all posted different titles when they later revealed it to be No Way Home. And there's also many stuff to um, talk about it. And it's set to be a part of the Phase 4 release slate. And Tom Holland is contracted through Spider-Man No Way Home. So as the actor revealed back in 2016, Holland signed a contract for six MCU movies when he originally joined the franchise, which was Far From Home, which marked his fifth movie after Civil War, Homecoming, Infinity War, and Endgame. As such, there's still one more movie on Holland's contract, which will be fulfilled by Spider-Man's No Way Home. Holland previously confirmed a Spider-Man trilogy in the MCU, and that's now coming to fruition. In a recent interview with Collider, the actor once again confirmed his contract is officially up after the third Spider-Man film. And with that whole thing, I think, last summer, not last summer, two summers ago, um, with them having disputes, I think that this will be his final movie in the role in the MCU, which does make me sad. But with the new Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, I think that was a good movie. So I am fine. And considering Holland has said he'll play Spider-Man for the next 20 years, we can safely assume that the end of his contract doesn't necessarily mean the end of Holland's run in the movie as a superhero, and sounds like he would um, be up for extending his contract for future movie appearances, but as I said, it is still not known if it will be in the MCU or the Sony universe. And Spider-Man 3 will be released December 17th, 2021 for a Christmas release. And there's also no um, delays or changes with Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of Ten Rings, and Eternals. So, but Black Widow is set to be released on Disney Plus as well when it does release. And, um, but Spider-Man No Way Home is only set to be released on in theaters on December 17th. Okay. And Peter's Parker identity will be known. Spoilers for the Far From Home. But yes, in the post credit scene, he was revealed. So he will 
be on the run, and I assume with other people. And then we also have some confirmed villains. Well, um, for a set, um, Sinister Six lineup. So Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx have been confirmed to be reprising their roles as Dr. Octopus and Electro, respectively. And Molina last played Doc Ock in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, with Fox playing Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. While no further villains have been announced, the antagonist's inclusion from five previous Spidey films lends credence to the idea that No Way Home will involve a multiverse, which is exciting. And yeah, so it's confirmed that um, Zendaya and Jacob will confirm who play MJ, and I forgot who the other one played. Um... I forgot, but with Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina in the cast list, they say it is suspected that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will also reply their roles as Spider-Man, but it is not to know the extent of it. Yeah, thoughts on this? I thought it was a pretty good reveal. Really excited for the movie. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Okay, on to the next piece of news. James Gunn confirms Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to start filming this year. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will begin filming this year, confirms writer and director James Gunn. A superhero ensemble film will follow two critically and commercially successful predecessors in which the MCU fans have become acquainted with the band of mercenaries found family that is the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has been a long time coming as Marvel's entire lineup has been shaken up due to the pandemic, but Guardians 3 is now confirmed for a 2023 release date. Behind the scenes, the film was famously disrupted by the fiasco in which Gunn was fired by Disney for off-color tweets from his past. In the short time that he was a free agent, Gunn was hired to write and direct The Suicide Squad, a soft reboot of the 2016 film of the same nature. And during quarantine, Gunn has been expect an exceptionally busy man. The Suicide Squad wrapped up filming just before the lockdown in February 2020, and in the downtime between that and Volume 3, Gunn wrote an entire Peacemaker spin-off starring John Cena because he was bored. Peacemaker is currently filming, and as he's busy working, Gunn often takes his social media to interact with fans. So, yeah, so in a recent and rather short tweet, Gunn finally confirmed that Garden of the Galaxy Volume 3 will enter production later this year. Um, previous reports have indicated that filming will begin in the United Kingdom this year, but the world of God here is key. The word of God here is key. Um, asked directly by another Twitter user whether Volume 3 would start filming in 2021, Gunn responded with a very short and sweet Yes. Nothing like getting to the point, checking out Gunn's one-word tweet confirmation below, where he says, yes. And also, um, yeah, it is unknown, though, if Thor will um, do it. But now, and also, the um, Guardians of Galaxy Volume 3 holiday special will likely release sometime during the holidays of 2022. So, 
um, December 2022. Your key releases for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are confirmed if they don't get delayed. So Black Widow is set to release May 7th, 2021, which will also be released on Disney+. Plus. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings is not known if it's going to be theaters 20 or Disney Plus, but it is confirmed to be a July 9th, 2021 release date if it doesn't get delayed. Eternals set to release November 5th, 2021. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, 2021. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. And also WandaVision should lead into that. And so should Spider-Man No Way Home, I believe. I don't really know. And Thor Love and Thunder set to release May 6th, 2022. Black Panther 2 should release July 8th, 2022, but it could likely get delayed due to the unfortunate death of Chadwick Boseman and Captain Marvel is select is um, set to release November 11th 2022 those are the only movies that are confirmed and remember Guardians set for a 2023 release probably soon after their holiday special but yeah so that's all we have for that and remember the TV shows are not a part of that list and yet yeah, the TV shows will be airing almost continuously. And nextly, new Eternals merchandise was released and it provides best look yet at the team. So brand new look at the Eternals has been teased via a new calendar. Eternals based on the Marvel comic book series of the same name created by Jack Kirby is one of the many installments in Marvel's phase four. The film will follow an immortal race of aliens created by the Celestials who have lived on Earth for over 7,000 years and unite to protect humanity in the present day. Originally scheduled for release in November of 2020, Eternals has been delayed twice due to the COVID-19 pandemic. First, it was moved to February 12, 2021, and then November 5th, 2021, which marks a whole year from its original release date. And the film's delayed release had meant the merchandise and promotional tie-in products would have been planned for its two previous release dates are bound to leak out. Sometimes even revealing details of the plot, and now fans are getting a new look at the next team in the MCU. Yeah, so essentially just got a new look at the Eternals. Excited for that movie, it should be something different. I don't know. Hopefully we get a trailer soon for that. And for Spider-Man um, No Way Home. And also on another news for the CW shows, Superman and Lois lands a shockingly good premiere. For me, I didn't think it was that shocking. It was pretty much what I expect. But I liked it. Unfortunately, my review got taken down. But I will work on that next time. But yeah, um, yeah, so it was a shockingly good premiere this week and sets the CW's Arrowverse to be a little bit different. So as Paul Tassi with Forbes says, I'll admit I've been a little skeptical about the concept of Superman and Lois from the start, as it seemed like the CW's Arrowverse is winding down and starting a new Superman show from scratch. There didn't seem like it was what needed to revive it. Plus, we'd already seen both this Superman and Lois in action in Supergirl in various crossover episodes, and while Tyler 
portion certainly looks the part and has been fine in the role. Never really crossed my mind that he would be he would lead his own series. And yet here we are, and I am genuinely surprised that Superman and Lois had an excellent premiere and something that I hope can perhaps elevate the Arrowverse as a whole if the future series echo what we saw last night. Obviously, this wasn't last night when I'm reading this. It was that Tuesday night. Though I do have some concerns eating in the back of my mind. And he lists those concerns, saying that the concept here is that we're pretty far into the future now, past where the rest of the Arrowverse is, with Superman and Lois having teenage, twin teenage sons about to start high school, Jonathan the outgoing jock, and Jordan, shy and anxiety prone. Neither know who their real father is, and the show tries to modernize the world of Superman in ways that feel real, and a billionaire Morgan Edge has brought the Daily Planet and it's laying off journalists. Um, Clark Kent included, and back in the Smallville, for some reason, Edge is wrecking Havoc there too, behind it rents and the risky mortgages, buying off half the town, and Smallville in general feels hollowed out with foreclosed houses. Yeah, so it's a very gritty and dark show for the CW Arrowverse, but it also remains true to heart. And he goes on about it. Um, I will link all of these articles in the description if you want to read more. I thought this premiere was good. I thought it's nice that they're having shorter seasons. I definitely would recommend shorter seasons for this show. I like the villain reveal. Yeah, overall, fairly good show. Also, in other news, um, Stargirl Season 2, another CW show, has been set to release for summer um 2021 release so this summer it's going to release again it just in my opinion the show's just something so that arrowverse fans can have something all year long every week and i thought it was very good um season one excited to see what they do with season two and yeah so that is set to release then nextly i want to talk about my copyright problems in my guide to help that so both my five versions of the WandaVision um, reaction and the um, Superman and Lois reaction got taken down. In the future I will be more careful but in the meantime there will not be a reaction for Superman and Lois episode um, season one nor will it be for um, WandaVision at least for now. For this week only and there may be a wandavision breakdown by before the finale releases but i now know what to do for the finale also i stopped doing my batwoman stuff that show does not really interest me anymore but it does not interest you but i will do the flash when it comes on because i've always found that show interesting and superman and lois and i will occasionally talk about batwoman in my in my podcast secondly i want to talk about wandavision that episode underwhelming i thought it revealed a lot amazing emotion a little underwhelming i don't know how they're all gonna cram everything in the finale and i'm just not spoil review by the way but yeah overall pretty good so far okay next piece of news 
is um, something I just want to talk about. It's Batwoman Season 2, Episode 6 released. I thought this episode was okay. As I said, they have repeated storylines so often. The episodes get boring and predictable. I like the new characters, but I feel like if they don't put them forward and stop getting over all this Kate stuff, they will be better off. I like the premiere, but now these storylines are becoming way too predictable. As I said, I will still watch the show. I will probably not do a review until the season starts kicking up. And also, I have a theory that that whole Batwoman thing was a publicity stunt. I don't know why that would happen. It just seemed like a publicity stunt. Also, Ruby Rhodes also did an interview, I think, on Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel um, about that. And I feel like it's just a publicity stunt that they get people to know that there's a new character. But then they actually just go ahead and bring her back to life with that whole storyline. But overall, I don't really know how this series is going to go. But so far, they've repeated storylines that it's getting Boring. Next in trailer news, Mortal Kombat 2021 trailer is got released, and the Mortal Kombat trailer has finally arrived, giving fans a proper look at the upcoming live-action reboot. Directed by Simon McCoy and produced by The Conjuring, James Wan. Mortal Kombat features an ensemble cast of characters from the video games, including Sub-Zero, a.k.a. Joe Taslam, Scorpion, Hiroyuko Sanada, Raiden, Tanabo Asana, Lua Kang, Ludi Lin, and Sonya Blade, who is also Jessica Nick McName. And the film is set to release in theaters and for streaming on HBO Max on April 16th. So a fairly new release, saw the trailer, was very good. And it's starring Louis Tan as a new character, Cole Young. Mortal Kombat will focus on the eponymous martial arts tournament where the fate of Earth is fought over by the forces of good and evil. The new film primarily features characters from the first few arcade games, with the rivalry between the Scorpion and Sub-Zero playing a particularly prominent role. While some promotional images and story details have been recently released, there has not been a proper look at the movie in motion that is until now. The hotly anticipated Mortal Kombat trailer has finally arrived, bringing with it plenty of classic video game characters, brutal fights, and story reveals. Previously confirmed favorites like Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, and Kano all feature alongside new protagonist Cole, revealing some of the big matchups to come up in the tournament. Classic movie fly, deadly alliances are struck, and a fate of Earthwhelm hangs in the balance. Yes, and I'll link this article, and that article also shows the trailer, so if you want to see that, it will. I thought this was a very interesting trailer. I liked it a lot. I'm excited for it, although I probably won't see it in theaters, and hopefully I can... I probably make it HBO Max for the Snyder Cut anyways, so... I may just see that, but yeah, on to our next piece of news. Zack Snyder Justice League trailer, J-Lo, J-Rid Leto, sorry, Joker Returns. This was a little bit old, but I still wanted to talk about it. The full trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League is finally here. 
The long wait for the Snyder Cut release is almost over. The four-hour cut will hit HBO Max on March 18th in years of fan campaigning and confirmation in 2020 that Snyder would actually be able to complete his vision for the original 2017 film. Snyder left Justice League during post-production, handling the regions over to Josh Whedon, who went to significantly alter the final product. Snyder has steadily teased the upcoming film, and with hours of extra footage, he's plenty to show off. And Snyder also conducted additional filming for his version, bringing back Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and Ray Fisher. Amber Heard and Joe Michelangelo were also brought back to shoot additional footage. And the biggest surprise of all, Snyder shot scenes with Jared Leto. Leto will be replacing his role as Joker from David Ayer's Suicide Squad, and Snyder showed off Joker's new look ahead of the release. So, I thought that reveal was good. He was like, we live in a society. I thought it was good. I liked the new vibe. Very interesting. There's also some photos that got released that I thought was very interesting. It's cool, but so far, the Snyder Cut, and Snyder has a history of doing this, just overwhelming plots, and I don't know. It could be too much, but it is a longer movie, so who knows? It isn't even a movie. It's a six-part miniseries, but yeah. Also, in comic news, we have King in Black confirms the X-Men's Magneto is now a true hero. So Magneto, no full-fledged X-Men member since his inclusion on the island nation of Krokow, is now confirmed to be a true hero after his appearance in King in Black crossover comic. The Master of Magnetism has previously been depicted as a mutant freedom fighter who would never lift a finger to help a human, but fans witnessed the opposite in the latest Marauders tie-in. Magneto proves he cares for much more than his mutant kind, but is genuinely a good person who is willing to help those in need with some um, um who would who is willing to help those in need with the hope of spreading his word of heroism and mercy around the globe. I thought that was a pretty cool reveal. I read it, but definitely a change. And yeah, interesting. Definitely interesting. Now I kind of want to talk about some more movie news. A new Supergirl got cast for the Flash movie. I don't like this. The actor, actress, looks perfectly fine for the role. Um, I haven't watched any of her movies, but there's nothing wrong. What I have a problem with is that there is going to be a Supergirl in this movie. I don't like that. I thought they sh she should got in her own movie. I think she still will. There were talks about it. But, yeah, still, I don't know. I just feel like that, um, yeah, it's just, I think they shouldn't do it in a Flash movie. The Flash movie seemed good, and now it's getting worse and worse, but we'll have to see a trailer release. Also, in more comic news, Wonder Woman becomes a new Superman in DC's distant future, and spoiler warning for future state Immortal Wonder Woman 2, by Michael Conrad 
Benny Clunan and Jen Bartel. Readers might have thought, and rightly so, that Wonder Woman has had a rough go of it in DC's Death Metal series. Controversially, many must have perceived her ascension with the hands as a positive thing, especially since Diana didn't die and return as an immortal goddess. The events that transpire in the mortal Wonder Woman proves that the doom and gloom she faced in Death Metal doesn't come close to the suffering she later endures, and that it should would have been a blessing in disguise if she had never descended back into the realm of living. So Mortal Wonder Woman details the pivotal events leading up to the cataclysmic invasion of the so-called Undoing, and then nothing less these mysteries create creatures leave in their wake. In the latest issue written by Michael Conrad and Betty Cloonan, the art by Jen Bertel, Diana is haunted by memories of Superman's final moments before he perished in the sun with Darkseid. While painful, her memories are also propel um, her forward this um, existential future where she will soon be the last hero in existence. It's final words telling her to live that keep her going through the desolate emptiness. So, I think this is dark. I think they could be going for another reboot soon with her being the last superhero if they go fast in time with this. This could be another cool reboot and hopefully they add some of these comics to the um hopefully they add some of these like comic storylines to continuous um multiverse and with the flashpoint hopefully they do some cw shows and essentially rebrand the whole entire thing now in video game news we have two things about valorant now i don't play this game that much but they have had two major things that they have said so the first thing is Riot Response, a criticism for female-only Valorant tournament. So Riot Games has come to defense of its new female-only Valorant tournament after some in the community criticized the move as exclusionary, and Valorant has quickly become one of the most popular competitive shooters since its release in the middle of 2020. In large part, that's down to the developers listening to the feedback from fans and constantly revamping the game. Such as when Riot reworked the controversial split map in January. If you didn't know, they reworked that split map because there was too much of a side that um, would win. I forgot what side, but either attackers or defenders just won all the time. And just last week, Riot announced that it was adding a brand new game mode to Valorant for a limited time, which was ex later revealed Escalation, and it is essentially a reimagined version of the gun game from the Call of Duty franchise. It seems teams attempting to progress through the mode levels as quickly as possible, with each level giving the players progressively weaker weapons and abilities. While it will only be available for a short time initially, Riot has hinted it could return in the future if it proves popular. They're testing out different game modes. Tell me if you want me to play this. I think this could be very cool. But yeah, so I think that it is for the tournament. I think it's cool and all. Um, the way they described in their video 
was good though. I think it's an overall good thing and people will get over it. It's not like a huge tournament anyways. So yeah. And then in our last piece of news before I go off on talking and I just kind of like talk about normal stuff. We have Valorant's newest agent Astra was revealed. So a lot of stuff for Valorant recently and I may come back to the game if it keeps on doing this good. Valorant is getting a new agent for its upcoming act, and her name is Astra. Riot Games revealed Astra's ability kit on Sunday, and it's full of cosmic powers as well as a few familiar effects. Astra's kit mostly revolves around placing stars around the maps, and stars are small throwable projectiles which Astra can use to create different effects. To place a star, Astra has to shift into her astral form with which she can place them anywhere on the map. Once the star is down, Astra can activate it with her other abilities to gain to give it certain effects. One effect makes a conclusive blast in small areas around the star, leave the enemy's days after it explodes. Another creates a small smoke cloud, sort of like a remote activated smoke grenades. And another of her abilities, Gravity Well, um, briefly pulls in nearby players before exploding and giving them a debuff that causes them to take more damage. Astra can also pick up her stars with an ability called Dissipate, and when picked up, the stars briefly form a fake smoke cloud, which Astra could use to trigger enemies. Finally, Astra's ultimate ability shows her to put up a massive wall anywhere on the map, cutting the entire thing in two with a barrier separating one part from the other. Players can move through the wall, but bullets can't, and audio is heavily damped from one side to another. Astra said to be released on March 2 with the start of Valorant Episode 2, Act 2. Until then, here's a list of her full abilities. And a list of abilities. Before I get into the abilities, I just kind of want to talk about my general feelings about this. I think it's cool. Something very different. And yeah, maybe we're going back. I don't know. It seemed really cool. And the trailer reveal was cool too. And I will link this article in the bio too. All these articles will be linked into the bio. And her C ability is the gravity well. And you can place straws, um, straws in her astra form. And you need X for that. And activate a star to form a gravity well. And players in the area are pulled together setting before exploding all players still tra trapped inside fragile. Okay, and then Q is a no um, pulse. This one's when you activate the star to detonate the pulse. And it concusses all the areas. Then the E ability is that nebula, which activates a star to transform into a nebula or smoke. And the first time, we have another ability, the F ability, when you can use a star to dissipate it, returning the star to be placed in the location. Essentially, you can move stars. And then X is the astral form slash cosmic divide, and activate it to enter astral form, where you can place stars with primary fire. Stars can be reactivated later, transforming into normal parses, nebulas, or gravity walls. That's you can only use the alt if you have the um, that astral form. So you can only place stars of that. And that one cosmic divide is charge, use secondary fire and astral form to begin aiming it. And then um, primary fire to select two locations, an infinity cosmic divide connects the two points you select, and the cosmic divide blocks bullets and heavily dampens audio. So I think that's a really cool ability. I think they're overall pretty cool, and yeah, 
excited to see what they do there. Interesting selection. Okay, so now I just want to remind you of a couple of things. So firstly, I have the podcast Q&A form that will be linked in description. Um, that is for um, anything you want me to discuss and or um, answer. Just anything you want to know, really. And remember, keep it appropriate. And also, I will be checking that every single week. And it is guaranteed to go on there. Yeah, so hope you like it. And remember, you can also listen to this anywhere else. So, yeah. Google Podcasts, Spotify. Yeah, anywhere you really get yours. You can do it. And you just have to put in a link for most. Yeah. Oh, overall, I'm sorry about that. All those issues have been happening. I figured out what you have to do. I don't know if I can live stream it anymore. I'll have to see. Usually for live streams, the CW is a little bit more lenient on that kind of stuff. But for WandaVision, I think I'm going to keep it recorded. Because Disney is very, very quick to that. Yeah, okay. So, also, I do have a um, TikTok. It's not going to be much. It's more just for reaching out for audiences. But that will be link in bio. All of my profiles will be link in bio. Also, my Spotify for my podcast that you're listening to now. That's launched. So, if you prefer Spotify, you can just do that. I know I like it better, but yeah. Okay, so I'm excited for this. Um, a big week for news. And yeah, all of these articles are linked in the bio. And have a good day. See you later.